from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Thanks for tuning us as you go your way. I'm Graham VK4BB and this is the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service for week commencing June 27, 2010. WIA Centenary Update, looking ahead in the VK100 WIA roster. Today, Sunday the 27th of June, the South Coast Amateur Radio Club, from its club rooms at Hackham, is in the middle of its three-day rostered slot. The 1st to the 3rd of July sees the Ipswich and District Amateur Radio Club operating from its club rooms with members providing their support to put the special call sign on air and local publicity is planned in Ipswich. The 4th to the 6th of July is the roster slot of the Orangen District Amateur Radio Club. About half a dozen members plan to operate moon bounce, aircraft propagation enhancement as well as phone and CW on HF plus UHF and VHF. The 7th to the 9th of July, Gympie Communications and Electronics Group, with some very long-term WIA members, keen to activate VK100WIA on CW. And all goes well for the centenary celebration there. Saturday, the 10th and Sunday, the 11th of July, has the Sunraysia Amateur Radio Group at the tri-annual Junction Rally Wentworth. This is a major event featuring vintage engines, boats, machineries and vehicles. The club plans to mount a vintage radio display as part of its support for VK100 WIA. The special call sign does continue to be in demand on the bands with 4,000 contacts expected to be logged this week and heading towards 100 DXCC entities worked. Check out the VK100 WIA logbook on the WIA website. A number of stations in West Australia report hearing VK100WIA being operated on the eastern seaboard but are missing out on needed contacts for the WIA Centenary Award. It would be appreciated if all clubs rostered to use the call sign, particularly when on 40 metres, put out a few calls for VK6 stations and listen out for them. In return, when VK100WIA is operating from the west, the VK6 guys will do the same and listen for stations in the east. So, now you've made contact with VK100WIA. There will be lots more opportunities between now and the end of October. But how are you going with getting the required 100 points, 50 if outside Australia, towards the WIA Centenary Award? The award rules state that a contact with VK100WIA, operated by the WIA or one of its affiliated clubs, is worth 10 points only one contact with each, and a minimum of two contacts with the special call sign. However, from that minimum, you can make up the award points by further qualifying contacts with VK100WIA or individual WIA members who are worth two points each. It's easy. Simply call CQ Centenary Award and log contacts with WIA members. But do keep that ear tuned for VK100WIA. Hi, it's Dick Smith here, VK2DIK, reminding listeners that the WIA Centenary call sign, VK100WIA, is now on air until the end of October. Check out the roster on the WIA website or stay tuned to this broadcast for more details. The VK100WIA call sign has generated enormous interest, particularly from overseas radio amateurs eager to have contact and obtain the commemorative QSL card. The WIA is automatically sending a QSL card via the Bureau for all contacts, or direct QSLing is also available provided return postage is provided. Gee, that's fantastic! 
Get in with it from Dick Smith. This is Michael Owen, VK3KI. Since 2007, the WIA AGM weekend has been very much the idea of Robert Broomhead, who has managed the WIA weekends since then. Robert resigned as a WIA director at the end of last year and has advised the board that he would like to see someone else take over the weekends on an ongoing basis. Following the successful centenary weekend at Canberra, a number of people have requested that the WIA identify the date and venue of the 2011 AGM weekend so that they can make early arrangements to attend. A number of sometimes conflicting considerations could influence the choice of venue. These include accessibility for a larger amateur population, the attraction of a place that is itself interesting or has interesting attractions, the identification of a theme associated with radio communications, the remoteness of the possible location and the travel options to that location, the cost of travel and the cost of accommodation and the accommodation options available, the facilities for holding larger meetings and even the possible weather at different locations. While it is appreciated that trying to compete with the 2010 Centenary Weekend would make no sense at all, the Board has decided to invite members to offer their suggestions for future WIA AGM weekends, preferably by email to the WIA Secretary, Jeff Atkinson, at secretary at wia.org.au Because of the constraints imposed by the requirements for audit and formal notice of meeting, the WIA AGM must be held sometime in May each year. It cannot be held earlier than the start of May. We do request if you have a suggestion, may we please have it no later by the 1st of July. Thank you. Across Australia from BK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In northwestern Tasmania, it can be heard on BK7RMD, the Mount Duncan repeater, on 146625 at 9am Sundays and 9pm Tuesdays. I'm Winston, BK7EM. Hams across Australia, I'm Richard, VK2SKY. VK1, July CRARC, will have Andrew, VK1DA, give a presentation on his Dayton experience, and also a live on-air demo and presentation of the VK1 D-Star repeater by Tony, VK1VIC, and Bruce, VK2MIB. Doors will be open from 19.30 hours. VK4, Q News. Rockhampton and District Amateur Radio Club, the Radar Club, has been lucky to obtain long-term use of a site at Rockhampton Regional Council's Massive Heritage Centre. The centre attracts close to 50,000 visitors every year through markets, theme days and school visits, to name a few. Keep an ear out for VK4CHV. That's it, VK4CHV, the dedicated call sign for Capricorn Heritage Village. The radio site officially opens on the 25th of July. 
VK5, Solar Power for Amateur Radio. The Amateur Radio Experimenters Group will be having an interesting presentation on solar power at its monthly meeting for July. Peter Coburn, VK5TZX, will talk about the design, construction, and use of a solar-based power supply system for an amateur station or home. The AREG meeting on Friday the 16th of July, starting at 8pm, will be at Reed Beds Hall, Phelps Court, Fulham, South Australia. Visitors are most welcome. Check out the location map and more details on the club's website. VK7 July Presentation Constructors Night Optical Transceivers REAST will be putting together simple light transceivers during the night and then testing and talking to each other via red LED light. Please bring along your soldering iron, some solder and side cutters for a fun night of construction. Don't worry if you don't own a soldering iron, there will be some spare irons, etc. just in case you don't have one. Kits will be available for between $10 and $20 to cover the component cost and everything is in the kit, including a 9-volt battery. Orders are coming in fast, so get in quick and let Justin VK7TW know if you are coming along, so Reist can have enough kits available on the night. This occurs on Wednesday, the 7th of July, 2010, starting at 8pm. Even if you don't want to put a kit together, then you are most welcome to go along and help the novice kit constructors and have some fun with the finished kits talking to each other. VK8 Adrian, VK2VHF, tells WIA News that all through the week, Darwinians were able to send telegrams for free. This is to anywhere in Australia. Before text messages, email and Twitter, there was the telegram, and this past week, people in Darwin celebrated Back to Morse Week. BTM Week commemorates the construction of the Overland Telegraph Line in the 1870s, which connected Australia to the rest of the world. Messages were transmitted through Morse code from Lyons Cottage in Darwin to Rundle Mall in Adelaide. One telegraphist, Barry Barnes, says the telegrams were then transcribed and posted. Australians 50, 60, 70 years ago communicated with each other via telegram, which was transmitted between post offices by Morse code, he said. It doesn't run down a physical line as it did then, which was a piece of galvanized iron wire. It's now sent over the normal telecommunication links, but it does traverse the same route as the overland telegraph line. It is the 20th time the event has been held in Darwin. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Quick little bit of news from the ACMA. The ACMA newsletter has an article on amateur radio. Yes, Atmosphere is the ACMA's monthly newsletter covering its activities in the field of broadcasting, the internet, radio communications and telecommunications. Page 16 of issue 53, that's June 2010, is devoted to amateur radio. Primarily, an article working with the amateur community to ensure spectrum integrity. As with all items broadcast in this WIA National News Service, you'll find links and points of contact when you surf to wia.org.au and read the text edition. I'm Jason, VK2LAW, with international, educational and news of another ham radio good guy. Roy, VK6 Bravo Oscar, has retired from the 14.116 Travellers Net and the Indian Ocean Maritime Net due to relocation and subsequent loss of HF antenna. Roy has handed over these responsibilities to Bob, VK6 Kilo Whiskey, who, with assistance from the many relay stations, has volunteered to keep the nets running. Roy made his last 20-metre transmissions at 11.45 UTC on Wednesday, 16th of June, 2010, after many, many years of twice-daily skeds. 
His service has been recognised by the Australian Government by making him an OAM. Roy, we salute you. Congrats on a job well done, VK6BO OAM. Adelaide Intensive Standard Licence Course to be held in August 2010. Are you Adelaide-based and interested in getting upgrading to a standard licence? AREG is planning to run a standard licence course in August over a week. The course syllabus will be divided into five three-hour evening lectures to be given by a variety of lecturers, VK5CP, ZSN, ZMC, TZX in a single week, Monday to Friday. A regulations exam will be held on the Saturday morning followed by a refresher lecture, followed by the standard exam. Participants will be expected to have done some study before the course and, obviously, during the week. Cost of the course will be around $100 per student, excluding WIA examination fees to cover hall and equipment hire, coffee, etc. AREG are looking to train 10 to 15 persons. If you're interested, email ChrisVK5CP. This intensive course is the best way to upgrade and give your F-Core mates some stick when you operate the world on 20 metres in the Sunspot Peak. Learners to build payload for Habex. The Cybono Discovery Centre, ZS6SCI, in association with the Gualteng Department of Education, initiated the high-altitude balloon experiment project called Habex. The objective is to involve schools in the entire process of developing and building a payload that will be launched into high altitude using an unmanned meteorological balloon, and approval has been obtained to launch the balloons on the 24th of July. Ten school teams are involved and several radio amateurs have also opted to join this exciting project. A team of radio amateur engineers and designers are assisting schools in developing the payloads. You can also join in the activities planned for the Habex 2010 launch. New ZS Hams red carded. The SARL regrets to advise candidates who recently wrote the radio amateur exam that call signs have not yet been issued by the authority. And it's all to do with the Soccer World Cup. The person responsible for issuing the call signs has been allocated to process applications for the 2010 FIFA World Cup and has had to focus on dealing with all spectrum licensing requests for this epic event. Oman on 50 MHz. On the IARU Region 1 website, Abdullah A41KB reports that radio amateurs in Oman can now use the 50 to 52 MHz 6 metre band. The Omani Telecommunications Regulatory Authority has allocated the 50 to 52 MHz band to the amateur service on a secondary basis. California SOS hoaxer sentenced to 30 months in federal prison. A federal judge has sentenced a California man to 30 months in federal prison. This after the 53-year-old pleaded guilty in U.S. District Court San Jose to broadcasting a fake distress signal way back in October 2008. I guess no matter how long it takes, chances are you will be caught. At that time, he made transmissions Thorstead told would-be rescuers in that he was in a kayak off the coast of Santa Cruz and having difficulty getting to shore. However, it was found that he was actually at his home in the city of Salinas. Thorstead also pleaded guilty in October to making two other fake Mayday calls to the Coast Guard. In all, the court found that Thorstead has made 51 false distress messages over six months and costing the Coast Guard $102,000 in search and related costs. 
This is not the first time that Thorstedt has been convicted of transmitting a false distress message. In April 2004, he was sentenced to two years in federal prison and ordered to pay more than $29,000 in restitution to the Coast Guard for a similar series of hoax calls. And in one of the earlier incidents, Thorstedt's phony call interrupted a real distress call from a 33-foot boat four miles off the coast of Santa Cruz Island. Believe it or not, this story from our weird and wonderful file. Radio Amateur's spectacular English Channel Crossing. Just a few weeks ago, in a scene reminiscent of the 2003 Aussie movie Danny Deckchair, North Carolina radio amateur and pilot Jonathan Trapp, KJ4GQV, tied himself to 54 helium balloons, floated across the English Channel and landed in a French farmer's vegetable patch. Strapped into a paragliding harness known as a gondola, he wore an unlikely outfit for a daredevil adventurer, a crisp white button shirt, black fleece, green combat trousers and scruffy trainers. At his highest, Mr. Trapp was 7,500 feet and travelled at around 17 miles per hour. KJ4GQV, as the first cluster balloonist to cross the 22-mile channel, said he'd fulfilled the ultimate dream. Didn't you have this dream, grabbing onto a bunch of toy balloons and floating off? From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2010. July 3 and 4, NZART Memorial Contest. August 14 and 15, WIA Remembrance Day Contest. August 21 and 22, International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. October 23, WIA National Field Day. Trans-Tasman CW and Digital Contest. This is a reminder of the newly resurrected Trans-Tasman CW and Digital Contest, which runs on 160 metres for CW and Digital on the 26th of June 2010. Operation is between 0800 hours and 1300 hours UTC, the best 4 hours out of 5, and you can operate on CW, RITI, PSK31 and others. With the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, IWLW approaching, Jason VK4FJGS has organised a luxury 50-foot power cat to transport radar participants to Cape Capricorn Lighthouse, some 30 nautical miles east of the mouth of the Fitzroy River. Approximately 14 members will attend. The lighthouse cottages have been converted to a holiday escape theme, open to the public with power, refrigeration, full cooking facilities and even TV and video. A far call from the club's IWLW effort last year with all equipment set up under a tarp and carried up the hill to the Sea Hill Lighthouse on two-wheel trolleys. The Cape Capricorn escape cottages are also being offered on mates rates, costs to diesel to power generators only. Incidentally, Radar is claiming the 2009 award for activating the most remote and basic lighthouse weekend field station. This week, the 14th Marconi Memorial Contest is taking place the 26th and 27th of June, from 14 hours to 14 hours UTC, using CW on the 1.8 to 28 MHz bands, the exchange's signal report and serial number. There are sections for three differing power levels and single and multi-operator stations. Tie radio hams on 50 MHz for the CQWW VHF contest. Radio amateurs in Thailand have been authorised to use 50 to 54 MHz, 6 metres, during the CQWW VHF contest July 17 and 18, 2010. This will be the first use of the band by tie hams for 18 years. 
Tyre radio amateurs have been granted temporary permission to use the 6 metre amateur band by the Tyre regulator, the National Telecommunications Commission. The last time such permission had been granted was in 1992 during the Southeast Asia Net Convention station Chiang Mai that year. Increased power for contests. The Irish Society is continuing to pursue with Comreg the question of securing increased power for the duration of contests on a list of international HF and VHF contests still to be finalised. In order to take this matter further, Comreg wished to have submitted a list of licensed amateurs who would be interested in getting permission to operate with increased power for the contests concerned. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX and net advice. Jack G3PWK will be operating GB70AAF for the Anniversary Airborne Forces on the 22nd, 26th and 27th of June. Scarborough Special Events Group will be on the air as GB1AFD for Armed Forces Day over this weekend of the 26th and 27th of June. Scarborough will host a parade of more than 400 soldiers celebrating their recent return from Afghanistan. The town's adopted warship, HMS Explorer, will be in the bay and there will be a fly pass by a Spitfire. Four members of the Yamato ARC will operate from Yap Island, which is IOTA reference OC012, between the 22nd and 29th of June. They will operate 6 metres through to 160 metres using SSB, CW and RITI. Call signs will be within the V63 range and you should listen for QSL information. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Hunter Valley, it's relayed on 146.775 MHz and 3.565 MHz at 9.30am and 7.30pm Sundays. On behalf of Westlake's Amateur Radio Club Incorporated, I'm Greg, VK2CW. Let's take a pause, have a quick look at the workbench and also Dutch Pirate Radio Stations. On the workbench, wireless transceiver cuts power consumption by 90%. European research group IMEC plans to produce a short-range RF transceiver 10 times more power efficient than today's Bluetooth and Zigbee chips. IMEC recently demonstrated discrete modules capable of sending 1,024 kilobytes over 5 metres while consuming less than 1 milliwatt, and regular production is planned for the end of the year. In Enforcement Zone, tougher action against Dutch pirate radio stations. The Radio Communications Agency Netherlands, that's the AT, is stepping up action to prevent illegal radio transmissions. The agency will not only close down stations that are on the air without permit, but will also target aerial towers obviously intended for illegal broadcasts. As a first step, AT inspectors will pay warning visits to land and homeowners on whose premises suspicious constructions are spotted. If these are used illegally, they will be fined €2,500 plus a conditional fine of €2,250. The total fine that illegal broadcasters now risk can total up to €33,000, according to AT spokesman Gurnet Deakins. The new approach will first be used in the relatively rural northeastern province of Drenthe, where pirate stations are often run from hideouts in sheds and barns, playing popular music to local audiences for a couple of hours a day. It's often felt that official radio stations do not cater significantly for regional tastes. Good morning, this is Robert, 
VK3DN with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's military. The 70th anniversary of the de Gaulle broadcast. A BBC video reports on the impact of a historic radio broadcast by Charles de Gaulle 70 years ago. The BBC says, The French resistance is one of the most heroic and enduring stories of World War II. Thousands of French men and women defied the Vinci regime and many died or were executed trying to free France from German occupation after 1940. Their own hero was General Charles de Gaulle, who had rallied resistance fighters in a broadcast made 70 years ago from a small BBC studio in London. As Alan Little reports, its impact was far greater and enduring than the number of French citizens who heard it crackling over the airwaves. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication. QRP Spots via APRS and Twitter. QRP Spots is a popular site for low-power operators to let people know who's active. Spots can now be posted by APRS and Twitter, as well as via the website. In an email, VA3SIA explains how to use the new mode via an APRS message. And he writes, Just send an APRS message to the call sign QRPSPT. It can be in any format, as long as there's a call sign and a frequency in there somewhere. Beta of WSJT8 WSJT8 is an experimental version of the familiar amateur radio weak signal communications program WSJT and a free beta version of the software is now available. It offers new protocols or modes optimised for meteor scatter, ionospheric scatter, EME, microwaves and QRP and HF. Like the modes in previous versions of WSJT, the new ones are intended for making minimal QSOs and not for rag chewing. WSJT8 modes are not compatible with those of WSJT7. To use the new modes, transmitting and receiving stations must both be using WSJT8. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio and a reminder that the emergency frequencies in IARU Region 3 are 3.6, 7.11, 14 14.3, 18.160 and 21.360 MHz. And in other news, news of a new cell phone antenna. Rescue emergency workers in rugged and rural areas may never lose a cell phone call again thanks to a new antenna developed by Montana State University researchers in collaboration with Advanced Acoustic Concepts Incorporated. The MSU antenna is considered a smart or adaptive array antenna because it uses a computer chip to automatically aim the message transmission beam in the right direction. It chooses the most appropriate signal strength, optimises the strength of the transmitter beams and adapts to the environment. The automatic control allows the users to communicate in rugged terrain while on the move. Unlike normal antennas which broadcast in all directions simultaneously, smart antennas maintain a direct signal path between individual users which could mean fewer dropped calls and the ability to move data much faster, such as streaming video. The Lowdown Column 
including precision beacon transmissions. SAQ transmissions on July the 4th. We'd like to remind you of the Grimmerton Radio SAQ transmissions on 17.2 kHz CW with the Alex Anderson Alternator on Sunday, July the 4th, Alex Anderson Day. It's happening at 0900 hours UTC and 1200 hours UTC. Start of tuning up is some 30 minutes before the message. The radio station is open to visitors and QSL reports are kindly received. Email them to info at alexander.n.se and also have a look at their website www.alexander.n.se Well that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert VK3DN reporting from Melbourne. Thanks Robert. That does bring us to the end of WIA National News for another week. The week that commenced Sunday, June 27, 2010. On the social scene in 2010, July 10 through 11 in VK3 is Gipstech 2010. July 17, VK3 is the GGREC Hamfest with a start time of 10am. July 25, VK23, the Riverina Field Day. August 1, VK6, Northern Corridor Groups Hamfest, that's at Cyril Jackson Sports Centre, Ashfield. October 23, the new big one, the WIA National Field Day. And if you want to find out more about the National Field Day, take a surf to wia.org.au and read the text edition or also read the press releases that have been put up there. They have an email address, nfd at wia.org.au. And November 7 in VK5, the 2010 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. That, of course, is in Goodwood in Rosa Street. Till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4, Baker Baker, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.